the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. Glad to have you listening in. I'm Ben alongside Danny. How are you today, my good friend? Hey, Ben, I am doing well. I'm uh, I'm keeping up with a little of the uh, playoff baseball going on, so my team's not doing too well right now. But me personally, life is good and can't complain. Uh, it's, it's a good time of the year, but yeah, I got to get my team. Uh, maybe by the end of this podcast, they'll score some runs and, and we'll have an update. So we're recording. You're a Braves fan, right? I am a Braves fan, yes. So I'm sort of a sucker for punishment uh, up until last year when the Braves and my college team also won the whole shebang, and it was pretty amazing. It was a good so year I thought, for Georgia last year. It was a good year. It was a good year. Honestly, I thought it was going to be like uh, – I didn't know if the Aztecs were going to come back or something. I didn't know what was happening. I thought maybe the world was going to end. I, I thought for sure we'd see the, the pale rider come riding through at some point, but – you know what? Every now and then, I guess, uh, I guess, our all of our teams get lucky sometimes. That's it. Back to heartbreak land now. That's right. Yeah. So if they get beat in the first round, I'm back to par for the course. So. But at least your team made it to the first round. They did. My team's they not did. there at all. So. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's interesting to watch. But uh, I could do a whole podcast just talking about baseball, and we would lose every listener uh, that we have. And so we. I don't want to all definitely 16 do that. All 16, all 16 gone, right including there. our moms, you know, and so. I don't think my mom listens. Yeah, actually, my mom's not. I don't even think she knows what podcast is. No, she I think might. my mom might have heard of podcasts, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to podcasts. No, no. Yeah, so, no, I get it. And I know that because I've not had to go over there and help her do that and figure it out on her phone. That's so, true. Yes. That's how I know she doesn't listen to podcasts. Yeah, so, I'm love sure your mom, mom if you are listening. So. That's right, and we'll shout out our mothers on Mother's Day, but That's I right. doubt they're That's listening right. even then. So. That's right. That's it's right. all good. But you know something else we do love, and that is That's, Central Baptist College. Yes, we do. We love CBC. They have been great and faithful sponsors of Chair Two Leaders, and you should get to know and to love Central Baptist College as well. And I suggest you go check them out at cbc.edu. They have a great. Uh, liberal arts program, athletic programs, several majors that you can send your students to apply for, but they also have that degree program that allows you to finish your college education. Maybe you got started and you just, life got in the way and you didn't get to finish. You can go back to CBC and finish up your degree in several areas, including leadership and ministry. So check out the PACE program at Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas, cbc.edu. Go start loving them today. Yep, I'm so glad that uh, CBC was there for us. You know, uh, it's funny. I got my degree in pastoral studies and I, you know, graduated 22 and they send you off into the world and you have a piece of paper that says you should know how to do pastoral ministry. And like everybody else, we're in kind of for a rude awakening. But Ben, once some year, there's a month set aside for pastor appreciation. Now, Maybe somebody wants to define pastors as lead pastors or senior pastors, but really we thought we would take some time and talk about how to uh, embrace this month of pastor appreciation. Hopefully we've got some maybe uh, lay leaders who may be listening to this, but 
you know, how do we uh, how do we approach the pastor? Pre- I, I tend to find two people in Pastor Appreciation Month. There's there's the pastor who whose church just knocked it out of the park, did some type of recognition for he or and their staff. And then, of course, there are pastors who's like, yeah, I'm not sure my church has even heard a pastor appreciation, kind of like the podcast with our moms. And so I think that uh, maybe just a few words today about how to embrace it, even maybe when it doesn't get celebrated for you or when it does get celebrated for you, what that can look like. So maybe we could kick that around today. Yeah, I think one of the first things I would say about pastor appreciation is don't go into the month expecting it. Don't go into it thinking, well, I've worked all year. This is the year or the month. They should honor me, do something for me. Don't go into it expecting it. That way, if it doesn't happen, you're not as disappointed and you aren't discouraged afterwards when they don't. And when they do, anything they do becomes an even higher honor. So don't act like you deserve it or earn it. I mean, it's it's a nice calendar type month where, hey, we set aside to recognize the work and the gift of those who serve and, and lead us spiritually. But don't, if you're a pastor, don't go into it expecting the church to do something. And even just because they've done something in the past doesn't mean they're gonna do it in the future. Just go into it saying, if God leads them to do that, I'm gonna be thankful and appreciative of it but I'm not serving just to get this. And if I don't get this, that's not the reason I'm serving anyway. So if I don't get something that's not the reason for my service, it's not going to change how I love the people. It's not going to change how I work or my thoughts about them. Yeah. And you know, a lot of this all kind of flows out of, we know how most of uh, the churches that we serve and are a part of, how they tend to either a, just not process and think things through at times. And again, we're all guilty of this. So that's definitely not a a slight against our local churches, but you know, a lot of times they, they don't necessarily know what to do. They don't really know, you know, um, what that should look like. And so, um, you know, the the Lord's allowed me to be in some different church settings. Uh, When I was down in uh, the Batesville area, the, uh, the church I served there, uh, they were always so good to actually, like set aside a few minutes in a service and they would, they'd call me and my wife and family up to the stage and they would bring our associate pastor and his family up to the stage. It was a very public and uh, they'd hand us an envelope that was very clearly a, a check of, of some money. And so they put a, a basket in the back They made a big deal of it. And then I, you know, first church I ever served, uh, some years there was a little bit to celebrate. And then some years it's, you know, it was crickets. So yeah, I think you're right. I think going into it realistically, uh, hey, you are loved and appreciated by your folks. Sometimes churches just don't know exactly what to do or how to do it, and and maybe even think, well, hey, we gave you a we gave you a coffee cup with some candy in it. Like, you know, I think sometimes it's just being appreciative. You know, the old saying, it's the thought that counts. And uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, it was always nice getting an extra check in February, but at the same time you know, sometimes just a card that says we love you, it is also equally um, as nice and valuable. Um, churches just don't always know maybe what to do or how to do it. So that's why it either tends to be maybe over the top or nothing at all. Yeah. And I think some people are just hesitant. Now they don't want to embarrass maybe, or they don't want to, you know, make others feel badly if they don't. But I think you just be prepared to accept it with grace and be very appreciative and thankful for anything they may do. I think if you are in that chair two leaders, one of the things you can do even to help your congregation 
lead into that is you be one of the person who leads in the appreciation of other pastors, of the senior pastor. Don't do it, hey, you know, no one did anything for me, but I'm going to do this. But hey, say, hey, it's Pastor Appreciation. I just want to let you know I appreciate and thankful for our pastor, you know, on social media and just kind of get it out there and, and just kind of lead in that. You can't softly do that without implying, hey, somebody needs to do the same for me. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, you know, sometimes um, it's hard not to be self-serving at times because you, it, it is, it, it's, it's a grind of a job and it could be a very thankless job at times because I think too, Ben, sometimes other people in the church assume somebody else is covering that for you, that you know, especially a church maybe like at Central where, you know, you've got a large congregation. Somebody sitting out there may go, oh, I bet they're doing something for our pastor and staff. Maybe they're not. And so I think kind of like you said, let, let's not be self-serving about it. It's an opportunity. Listen, I, you know, over the years, I've had different pastors who have helped me. And, and, and to this day are people that encourage me and support, um, you know, our family and, and, and love and care. And so um, you know, my wife and I just had this conversation uh, the other, <clears throat> just a couple of days ago. She said something, we're not big Facebook sharers. You know, we don't, we don't post a lot on Facebook or social media. And uh, some other pastor wives had, you know, put something out about their spouse, you know, and, and she's like, hey, I, I'm just making sure, do I need to do that? Like, is that something you want me to do? And I was like, please don't. It's just not something that, that I enjoy, that I like, you know, and and, and so I say that to say that um, there are ways that we can um, encourage the appreciation of other pastors and staff without being self-serving about it. I didn't think my wife was being self-serving. I, I didn't think I was being self-serving. It's just not really something I enjoy and, and, and comfortable with. I think you're right. I think you can lead the charge. For example, your director of missions in your community, in your area who's showing somebody like that some appreciation? Maybe the, the pastor of the small church who's bivocational and, you know, has just a handful of people who's, who's maybe leading the charge on that. There are ways to be a real blessing during this month and this season to other ministers and ministries um, without really making it all about you. And unfortunately, I think social media sometimes, um, I think we struggle with that, but I think you're right. I think it's a great idea to say, how can I lead the charge both in the church I'm at, but also for other pastors and ministries uh, in our community that I can highlight for people as well. So I want to ask you a question about this um, area of this. When you talked about some churches may and not, and I think, like at my church, I think sometimes people just assume things are happening that aren't because we're a larger church. I have my opinion, but I'm curious what you think. Do you think larger churches or smaller churches do a better job of remembering things like Pastor Appreciation Months, little things like that? Yeah, you know, I, I tend to think that smaller churches do a better job of it. Um, and the reason I say that is I, I think larger churches have a just a lot more going on. I think there's a little less. I, I don't. I don't think the word access is what I'm looking for. Maybe pastors are not as accessible. Maybe they're not as. Uh, seen in the congregation. I think a smaller church, um, just from my experience and, and what I saw with some you know other pastors in smaller churches, that's the ones that tend to go, hey, we made a sheet cake with your name on it. We called your family up to the front. Now, I'm not saying they always give you a check, 
you know, they don't always, you know, give you a, a, a sabbatical. They're not always going to give you a vacation, but sometimes it's like, I know I, I say those things like who's getting those, but you know, I mean, the time I got the private jet to the private villa in the Costa Rica, it was amazing. I can't believe. No, I'm kidding. I've never had that. But uh, yeah, I, I think small. Yeah, y'all can't see the to. y'all can't see the faces I'm making. It's some of the things he's saying. That's right. Yeah, what? like what? the church. Where, where are you that? at? Is it is looking that? for a minister? Are they yeah. still hiring? So, uh, but I, and I think another reason is I think sometimes when a smaller church has been through a pastor search process and it's taken eighteen months, two years sometimes two and a half years, because maybe their salary package isn't as great. Maybe it's a less desirable uh, area maybe to move to. They tend to go, hey, we really love and appreciate um, what you do. But Ben, I will say, we can come back to what I'm about to kind of add to. I think, again, at a smaller church, it is all about being a good pastor to them as well. And I know that's a very broad thing to say. But yeah, I, I think smaller churches tend to just because... It's the same ones who are leading with you, who's doing the church cleanup day with you, who is helping you plan the funeral. I think larger churches just the the access is just different. Uh, it's just a different level. It, but again, I've never really been on staff at a large church like Central, so yeah, I want to hear your opinion on it. I think you're right. I think smaller churches probably do a little bit more. I think what you said is is true. I think there's another element to it, just the practical of it. Because I, I think what I see, and I, I don't, I hesitate to say anything because I don't want it to appear jealous or you know uh, unappreciative type things. But I know there are things like in our context that our lead pastor gets, or people do things for him that the rest of us don't. And I think I don't think it's that they don't love us or appreciate us. It's just that when you have seven pastors, it's not as easy for a family or a couple to give seven people something or do something for seven people is one. Well, if you choose one, well, that's going to be the lead pastor. Well, then if you pick one more, maybe you can afford to do two or three. Well, who are you going to leave out? And how do you choose the other? So it's easier just not to do something there. So I don't begrudge that. I think that's just a matter of the way things are with the culture. And when you get on that larger staff, it, it's harder. So I would say historically for us, there have been, for each of us, have within the areas of ministry where we serve. There'll be people who do things individually for us. And we have some that have done for the whole pastors, but when, when you're, you know, even if you're just giving like a $25 gift card or you're bringing a cake or, you know, whatever it is, when you start multiplying that times seven, that adds up pretty quick. And just not everybody has the fluid cash just to do that. So you have to take that into consideration. And no, you're not the senior pastor. So if they can only afford to do one or only have time to do one, that person, that pastor's probably going to get it and get their recognition. So don't begrudge that. And it's not that they don't appreciate you. And I know sometimes we probably feel like the unappreciated pastor as much as we feel like the appreciated pastor. Uh, but but don't let that get you down. And remember, that's not why we serve. Uh, maybe that's what we'll title this of unappreciated pastors or something. Uh, but yeah, I like uh, that. Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes you do feel that way. But just when it comes to that point, when you do feel like, oh, nobody appreciates me, remember who you're serving and why you're doing right. it. You're not doing it to get the things in October. You're serving to serve the Lord. Yeah. Well, and you know, you've got to know that going into your role as a chair two leader, right? That, and, and we talked about this a number of times, you're very much a pastor, right? We're not, I mean, just because they're highlighting the lead or senior pastor doesn't mean that you're not a pastor. And so again, I think, I think that awareness really helps. I think um, if something happens, what a blessing 
if nothing, like you said, people do appreciate you. People do love you. I think people do um, want to uh, to see you um, know that you're appreciated. I, yeah, I was blessed, um, uh, served at a church one time, and uh, was it, uh, 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 you know, when pastor appreciation came along, it was that. They, they highlighted the senior pastor, and, and I'll never forget from the pulpit, you know, he made a, you know, hey, I want to thank the church for the gift that they gave our family. Um, you know, I want to highlight, too, that our staff does a great job. And he just took a minute to talk about myself. And uh, there was a couple of other people on staff at the church at the time. And, you know, he didn't hand us anything. But it was nice to hear him know, like, hey, we we all probably deserve something. But like you said, logistically, uh, you know, disposable income is not, you know, in everybody's pocket. And especially, listen, especially times like now where, where the cost of everything is so high. So, yeah, I think just embracing the fact that, um you can be the encouragement, right? And I do believe, right? I do believe that as you are an encouragement to other pastors and staff, people will notice that. Um, again, it may not result in a, a cake with your name on it, but people notice that. And long-term, that influence is going to matter. Yeah, I think one of the things you can do is maybe your church doesn't show the appreciation you think they should or you would like for them to. Well, maybe you need to do a little bit of self-examination in this time period and say, well, am I being a pastor worth being appreciated? So it may be an opportunity for us oh, to man, look. You've went from preaching to meddling, Ben. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can back up so I don't step on your toes. Uh, but it may be that we need to use it and say, well, am I investing? Am I serving? Am I ministering in a way that the people are just spontaneously wanting to recognize and appreciate the the ministry I am uh, contributing to this church and to their lives and to these people? It may be that they don't know you, so they really don't have anything to, quote, unquote, appreciate you for. So I, I think that may be, we need to stop and pause. Well, am I fulfilling the calling in such a way that makes them want to appreciate me or that they really do appreciate the work and the ministry I do. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. It's uh, it's being the kind of pastor, again, just think about the kind of pastor you would like to have, be that kind of pastor to people. Appreciation and tangible gifts is wonderful. I mean, nobody's going to argue that when you walk in on a Sunday morning and they've done something, it's great. But just know the day in, day out that uh, that there are people who love you, who really, they see their spiritual life as a disciple closely connected to you because of your leadership and your help. <clears throat> and that really, that's uh, that's something we need to be uh, able to call to mind. Because again, a grind of a job, we get tired emotionally, physically, spiritually, we get worn out and it's easy to get very critical and go, well, grass is greener on the other side. Not always. Um, and I hope that if we do have some chair one leaders listening, that that you'll also, as much as it's in your power to do, to be able to influence taking care of the staff and and letting them, letting your church know, hey, let's do something for these guys uh, as well. And so, um, yeah, it's it's very uh, it, it can be a great month, but it can also be a very um, um, anxious month. Just wondering, will something happen? Will something not happen? I think you're right. I think if we go into it going, how can I be an encouragement this month? I think that's going to kind of flip it on its head and give you a new perspective of how to engage in the month of October. 
Well, and I think we can look into some of the little things. Be aware of some of the little ways people show appreciation on an ongoing basis. We have a lady in our church who I was talking with her Sunday, and she said, you know, I just sit down and write my cards, and every Sunday she comes with a list of cards. People She writes people either for something they've done, a thank you, or praying for you, or a get well, or a birthday card, and she just has a whole slew of people that she's constantly giving cards. She said, I sometimes wonder... Am I wasting my time? Should I keep doing that? I was like, well, that's your ministry. That's an encouragement to people. And it's just a little simple card, but it does mean a lot. And another way is some of the comments some people make. I mean, some people make some comments you wish they wouldn't say. But I remember several years ago, dear, dear old saint who's gone on to glory. She was living in the nursing home at the time. And she was still coming to church with her family. And she came up to me and was introducing me to someone who she had come across in the foyer and was a guest. And she said, Ben, he is our youth minister. She didn't even have my position right. So she didn't even know what was there. So I mean, she was on her walker and she was like, he is such, he is our youth minister. And let me tell you, he does such a wonderful job with these kids. I mean, she really, she had never served in the ministry that I was working with. She didn't have any kids or maybe some great grandkids in the ministry but she was still such an encouragement and showed appreciation in that quick moment in the hallway. I'll never forget standing by the elevator in the hallway and her saying that and how her just how much encouragement and appreciation that showed to me. And she didn't have a clue really what was going on or what I was doing in ministry. But she loved her pastors. She loved those who served her church and she wanted to encourage and show her appreciation even through that little thing. She didn't have the resources to give gifts or, or do a lot. But she showed so much encouragement and appreciation just in that quick comment. She probably didn't even think a thing about it as doing that. But it, I mean, it's probably been 15 years ago. Uh, but that one little thing meant so much to me. And so don't don't uh, let those things slip by because those are those things that can keep you going in ministry as well. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm thankful for the churches that have shown us appreciation over the years. But really. I tell you, and in all honesty, it is comments like that that I remember far more. I mean, listen, if you went back over the last 10, 12, 15 years and said, okay, write down what you've gotten over those years. There's a few things that stand out in my mind, but for the most part is this is my pastor. He came to see us. He did this. You know, it's just, it's that appreciation. So I think that's good, Danny. That's good conversation. It's Pastor Appreciation Month. So if you're an associate pastor, go appreciate your pastor. If you're a lead pastor, help show appreciation to the other pastors around you. If you're just a church member, show appreciation this month. Even if it's a little thing, it does mean a lot. We hope you have a great week and you'll like, share, follow wherever you get your podcasts, let others know about it, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.